foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say Rudolph with your nose so bright Won't you guide my sleigh tonight Then how the reindeer loved him As they shouted out with glee Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer You'll go down in history this morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. Oh, this is going to be in your head all day long. I know it will be in mine. You're welcome for the earworm. Speaking of Rudolph, you have probably seen it a million times, that, that, that cheesy stop-action Rudolph movie. Here's a reminder. On Sunday, December 4th, Burl Ives again tells the exciting new story of Rudolph the Red Nose from the 1964 movie. You know, the one with the uh, abominable snowman, uh, you know. Uh, and then they were awfully cruel. Like, if you've seen it lately, there's some politically incorrect uh, stuff in it. Uh, things that you probably wouldn't find in modern Christmas uh, movies. But, you know, 1964. And there's lots of things you didn't know about this holiday classic, including there's a lot of Canadians in it. Craig Baird, host of Canadian History X and from Justin to John podcast, joins us in studio. He's done a deep dive into Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer movie. Good morning, and thanks for joining us. Good morning. Oh, oh there we go. It's still playing. Um, tell us about this movie. It's a classic, but I don't think a lot of people know the history behind it. No, I mean, it very much is a classic. It debuted on December 6, 1964, and it's more or less been running continuously since then. And it's that very uh, unique Rankin and Bass style where it is stop motion, but it's kind of puppets at the same time. And, uh, you know, there are people who watch this every single year, but like you said, there is a really strong Canadian connection to it. Because it is an American film. Oh, absolutely. It was released by NBC. Rankin and Bass is American. It was distributed by Americans. But uh, it was the entire voice cast, except for Burl Ives, was Canadian. Was it revolutionary at the time? Well, I think for the style it was, but uh, for using Canadian voice actors, that was something they kind of had done a little bit beforehand. Uh, we had a really large talent pool at the time because we had a lot of uh, radio dramas that were being made in Canada, mm -hmm. whereas the United States had stopped doing that. So it gave us a lot of voice actors who were really experienced in what they were doing. All right, uh, let's talk about the Canadian connection. Where It was shot in Canada then? Uh, kind of, yeah. I mean, it was essentially recorded in Canada. And so, like I said, the entire voice cast, except for Burl Ives, was, was Canadian. And even Rudolph was Billy Mae Richards. And uh, one really weird thing was that she was credited as Billy Richards because the producers didn't want people knowing that a woman had done the voice of Rudolph, which seems very strange when you think of Nancy Cartwright in The Simpsons, and she's the voice of Bart now. But back then, they didn't want uh, people knowing that a woman was doing the voice of Rudolph. All right. We actually have a, a clip so you can r sort of remind people. And, and this is also including Santa. So was Santa a big, a, a big name as well? It wasn't a big name, but it was also Canadian. Okay. This is uh, Rudolph Saves Christmas. I've got some bad news, folks. <laughs> Christmas is going to be canceled. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. This weather... Yeah. Rudolph, Rudolph, please, could you tone it down a bit? I mean, that nose of yours. Uh, and I, I think that's iconic, isn't it? Yes. The sound of the nose glowing. <laughs> I didn't know glowing noses had a sound, but it does. 
Oh, absolutely, it does. So, uh, I mean, Santa's flying around the world listening to that hum the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> so, she was credited as Billy Richards mm-hmm. just because she was a woman? Why didn't people at that time want to know that a woman was voicing that? I don't really know. I guess because maybe Rudolph is a boy, uh, so they wanted to make sure that it People thought that it was a um, man who was doing the voice, but she actually did the voice of Rudolph from 1964 to 1979, so it did give her steady work. Yeah, and jump forward to Bart Simpson, voiced by a woman. Absolutely. Right? All right, uh, who else do we want to talk about? Well, there is Larry Mann, who was the voice of Yukon Cornelius and Bumble, and so he was born in Toronto, and he also did many uh, TV roles. He was in The Sting and The Heat of the Night for In Case of Movies. So he was kind of a, a bigger name, but he did a lot of voice work at the time. And then there was Paul Souls, so he was born in Toronto. He was the voice of Hermie in the movie, and he actually co-hosted a show called Take 30 for 18 years on CBC. And he also had uh, some pretty other um, interesting credits to his name, right? I believe so. I don't know too much about him, but I know about the Take 30 at least. What about, the, wasn't he Superman or Spider-Man? Oh, yes. Uh, that's actually a big connection between uh, this and the amazing Spider-Man, that one from the 1960s with that theme song, is that most of the cast that was involved in this was also involved in the amazing, or the Spider-Man animated show. Pretty much the entire cast was, and like you said, Paul Souls was the title uh, title character. Like, I grew up watching Spider-Man. <laughs> Me too. And so he was... Which character was he again then? I believe he was uh, Spider-Man. Oh, he was Hermie. He was Hermie, oh, Hermie in, in it, the, uh, right? In, yeah, 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 yeah. So we have this, uh, and I, I do want to play this because it's not very politically incorrect anymore. <laughs> here's here's one scene with Hermie when he tells the head elf that he doesn't want to be an elf anymore. Hermie doesn't like to make toys. 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 Toys. Do you mind telling me what you do want to do? Well, sir, someday I'd like to be a a dentist. A dentist? Well, we need one up here. Putting all dentists to shame. I don't know. I think it's a pretty respectable profession. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's some mixed messaging in this in this film, for sure. So the Hermie the Elf there who said he wanted to be a dentist, he also played Spider-Man in that classic mm-hmm. uh, show that, of course, I was obsessed with every lunch hour. <laughs> I had to come home and eat my grilled cheese sandwiches and uh, tomato soup and watch uh, Spider-Man. It is not politically correct. Like, it's, it's pretty cruel. They were cruel to Rudolph oh. and to Hermie. Absolutely, and the message at the end is, you're useful now, so we want you to be our friend and actually work with us. But before that, he wasn't useful to them, so it was Santa didn't do anything about the bullying, more or less. No, Santa contributed to it, Very in, much in so. fact. Sorry, <laughs> saying, sorry, you gotta, sorry, I don't want you even training for reindeer games yep. because, because of this, this nose. And then the abominable snowman meets a pretty terrible end as well. Yeah, he gets a rock to the head, I believe, which is, for a children's show, is very (laughs) intense. And, I mean, he was just living his life. (laughs) (laughs) So, leave us with something, uh, next time we watch it, leave us with something that we can uh, sort of have uh, stick in our mind. Well, uh, I'll talk about some of the other actors. Bernard uh, Cohen, who was Clarice's father, he was actually really well known as an announcer. So, he worked on Front Page Challenge, The Pierre Burton Show, and Wayne and Schuster. And he was also the cousin of Paul Soles. And then Santa, who we heard a few times, was Stan Francis. And he was kind of like the supervising producer of all the voice actors. So, they gave him the role of Santa as kind of a reward for that. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of really good actors in that. Uh, Paul Kligman, who was Donner and Coach Comet, he actually worked with Wayne and Schuster as well. 
Wow. So a great Canadian connection. Oh, absolutely. Wow. All right. Well, thanks for letting us know. I, I, I originally thought it was Canadian. Because I, I thought, a lot of people did. this is sort of so Canadian. <laughs> it seems <laughs> it, just, it. It just looks Canadian. But American, but mostly done by Canadians. Thanks, Craig, for coming in. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem at all. Thank Merry you. Merry Christmas. And you have to, I wish you could see Craig. He's got this really cool <laughs> Christmas bow tie and, and cardigan. And he dressed up for us in the studio, a radio studio. So I really appreciate uh, that. Craig Baird, host of Canadian History X and from Justin to John podcasts. And of course, you can find those wherever you find your podcasts. We're going to take a bit of a break here on this morning. We're back in two minutes. This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, presented by Abe's Door Service with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. I was alerted to this during that uh, that break. You can now hear Canadian History X, the podcast. It's really cool. It's just talking about uh, stuff you didn't know about Canada. It actually airs on 6.30, Ched, and uh, this Saturday at 8 o'clock p.m. They're talking Christmas traditions. Uh, and maybe that gets you into the holiday mood because I'm not feeling it. I don't know if it's because of the lack of snow, but right now Christmas is feeling kind of like a chore. Like really? stuff that I have to just check off a list. Did I buy this? Yeah. I'm not feeling the spirit. <clears throat> I, I think I say it's no snow uh, or a lack of snow and uh, not enough snow. Uh, and you're working harder because Daryl's away. I think that's got part of it. Maybe. Maybe so. just to, you you're know, focused on the gig on work. more so than Christmas right now. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> maybe. I think uh, you'll snap out of it. I, I, snap out what of I it. I know about my limited knowledge about Stacey Bratzel so far. You'll be very Christmassy <laughs> by the end of the week. I, I do believe you're going to snap out of this. Maybe you just have to get off work on Friday. and Eater, uh, eater of chocolate, maker of ugly Christmas sweaters. I'm pretty yeah, sure I you're going to snap all out of it. Things Christmas, and so the, maybe I'm just sort of bit in a, in, a, in a funk. And Jeff, can you put your head? Can you put your earmuffs on? I don't want you to hear this. I don't want. To, I don't want to, our technical producer. Uh, Joe texted in saying, "Just don't play the annoying." Christmas donkey song in the morning or at all that will definitely put you and everyone else in the Christmas spirit because I'm scared Jeff's going to play that Dominic the donkey it's song either puts you in the spirit or song. puts you in a bad mood one of the two right? <laughs> I think so uh, we got another text message about how to put uh, people in the Christmas spirit the song Christmas of Love by the by little Isidore and the Inquisitors play it for a bit we kitchen dance every time it comes mm. on never heard of it I've never heard of it either. I'm sure, we'll hear it later, though. I'm sure Jeff will. <laughs> will will dig that one up. He's but, just that good. Yeah, we certainly don't want to hear the cat carol. What is that? Like that's you were talking about that earlier. Well, yeah, it, we did play a little bit of it. It is Jeff, a sad don't play song. It. It's a very sad song yeah. about. It's a very cold night at Christmas, and this little mouse is is shivering, and the cat. There's a cat. Instead of eating the mouse, the cat beckons the mouse over, saying, "I'll keep you warm." And then the cat that's, dies. That's nice. that's, oh. The cat dies, oh. and the mouse is warm and wakes up, and then the cat goes to heaven. And oh, <laughs> I, I can't, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And apparently, the video is even worse. Uh, of course, it's talking about the the true spirit of Christmas, I guess, and giving and sacrifice. Um, but mm, nope. It's just a story. It's it's just, it's just a, a song, Stacy. It's just a song. What are you gonna do? Uh, yeah. So we want to hear 
you know, how do you get into the spirit of Christmas? 780-496-0063. And you certainly did, volunteering at uh, yeah, 630 Chad Santa's that, Anonymous. That always weekend. puts me in the spirit. I find most of my traditions and things about Christmas are food-orientated. I don't know why. Just eating certain things, drinking eggnog, whatever. I'm drinking, I don't know what it is, I'm just drinking gallons of eggnog this year. You're loving it. Are oh, you I, getting I, the light stuff or your full fat stuff? Oh, light stuff, light stuff. Okay. Uh, it's still pretty thick, though. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it it's is. light, but it's not that much lighter. But I've been finding, my, I'm having a glass every night before I go to bed just to kind of end the day off and, and just enjoy it. And I don't know. I've, I've had more than I've had in years. This is what I'm doing with eggnog, because I love the eggnog. In fact, I freeze the eggnog, and sometimes the thawing is successful, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it curdles, it's not so good. But other times, I, I can be drinking eggnog in June. So I don't know what it is. Maybe it was a little too close to the expiry date, because that's usually when I freeze it, right? Yeah. When I, I have too much. Um I've been taking eggnogs in shot glasses. I've been drinking eggnogs because I'm going to fill up the glass. Yeah, yeah. If, I've been using if, juice glasses. So, so yeah, so I'm just, I, do my, I do a little shot of eggnog, and then I do another shot of it. And there's no alcohol in it. It's just, yeah. I just, I like the taste of eggnog. I, I like it. I, I do, too. It's filling, too. It oh, is. Man, it is. That's, uh, it, that, that sits in your belly pretty big. Uh, did you watch that? Have you ever, you've watched that uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the, the stop action? I believe we so, We were just talking yeah. about, oh, come on, you've yeah, seen it. Yeah, with the Abominable Snowman it, and... Yeah, I don't really remember. Cornelius, that and, and they were really cruel. I did get a text in from Tyler saying the Abominable Snowman lived. Bumbles bounced Stacy. He uh, put the star on the tree. Yes, the Abominable Snowman did uh, survive, but had to be hit in uh, the head with a rock before he changed his ways and become became all Christmassy. So maybe that's what I need to get into the Christmas spirit. I need something, obviously. I need something. I, I, me my out. money's on you, though. I need, like I, I, need, my, I, I need a metaphorical rock to hit me in the head. My not money's a literal on you. One. You're, I think you'll be okay by the end of the week. I know. I am kind of... I, I do get into the spirit. I want other people to be in the spirit, but I'm a little bit of a funk. So, yeah, you can text us, uh, 780-496-0063. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.